162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Gary Sanchez strike out a hundred times or seeing Judge hit a bomb. Bang! Bogart's making plays, Rafi hitting nukes, or Barnes blowing a save. Arguing with your friend, making dumb bets, or complaining about your team again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Come on, y'all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. Manfred! Gamby and Beal are making a podcast. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Yank Your Socks Off podcast. That's right, yank those socks off. The Yankees had a sweep this week. Um, and I am the resident Yankees fan of this podcast, Andrew Gambardella III, defender of all that the evil empire presents to the world, Pinstripe Alley. And joining me as always, my best friend, N co-conspirator of all things baseball and all things sports matthew beal how are we doing my guy how pretty, are we doing pretty great now you projected that the red Sox would go four and two this past week no no i projected a double sweep i thought you did you did yeah uh maybe they i went <laughs> yeah I mixed that up. They did go four and two last week, did they not? They did. Okay. One well, to the, one to the cards. I I respect the uh, the confidence there with your squad, but four and two is nothing to be ashamed about. No, two two wins. The Red Sox are eleven one and one in the last thirteen series. So that's something to be proud of. That is something to be proud of. They have officially moved into third place as of now in the AL Beast. Um, game and back, yeah. Yeah. 13 and a half back of the Yankees. So, we're not up. worried. You'd win. You're not worried about that? No, no. We all end up in the same place, especially with how the playoffs work. That's true. That it, is very true. It, I'm not saying it's a lot. There's a lot, a lot of season left. Red Sox need to keep it up. Yeah, that, that's all they need to do. Just keep up this good work. Yeah, yeah. Keep very, up the hard work, boys. Yeah. Very solid point. Um, yep. So keep, with keep hitting baseballs and throwing them hard. Who was your player of the week this past week for the Red Sox? Oh, Just, um, I, I tend to 
I've been making some posts. I see a lot of Rafi Devers flying all over the place. I'm pretty sure he hit Rafi. like, didn't he hit a home run in five straight games? Wasn't it something um, like that or four? It was four, I yeah. think. I mean, it ended up. The man has been impressive to say the least. I, I'll say I'll say that much. Yeah, I, I I've got a clear cut player of the week per se. Yeah, um, Rafi was definitely in contention, but um, but this this just cuts a lot deeper than Rafi, um, right now at least. I mean, Rafi has been absolutely incredible ever since April. Uh, if if you didn't notice in MLB the Show, he was the Player of the Month for May. So hats off to Rafi for getting a cool uh, May Player of the Month Lightning card. Um, if you know MLB the Show, you know what that is. But yeah, pretty pretty cool stuff. Um, but anyways, I think what cuts deep in this series going four for six in a week is two games where the Red Sox current ace absolutely carved opponents. And I think you know who I'm talking about, but that's Nick Pavetta. Uh, Last Tuesday against the Oakland A's, he let up one run over, I want to say, six innings. And I can confirm that for you in a second. Um, But – but yeah, and then you know had another win on Sunday where he went seven innings, uh, one earned. So, I mean, what Nick Pavetta has been doing the last couple months is nothing short of extraordinary. I think I saw somewhere that he has like a one point eight ERA since uh, the end of April. Uh, oh, dating back to like May seventh or something, he has like a one point eight ERA. The dude has just been absolutely incredible. He is injecting energy into the team and just willing the Red Sox to victory. Nick Pavetta is going to be an all-star, and uh, he is just incredible. I, I, I don't know what else to say. He is uh, on another world right now. The dude is just dealing. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a great pick for player of the week. Um, and I, I definitely trashed on him a little bit in the start of the year. I, I said, this guy doesn't have it, but he's had the stuff. Um, we'll see when yes. he, he, the next time he faces a decent roster, not name the athletics, but hey, uh, he just beat the Cardinals. Okay. I, I'm just kidding. I, I, I mean, gosh, the, the, but give, give me a break here. The Cardinals lineup other than Goldschmidt and Arenado, is not deep at all. It, I mean, that's what just What do you a, mean they aren't deep? Tommy Edmond, Harrison Bader. I, I mean, like, they have some deep players. Those are their, like, I, I don't know, youngins. Like, they're not bad. Yadi Molina is still kicking. Yadi Molina is still – yes, he is still breathing. But him, I, I'm not scared of him or Pujols at the plate. I could tell you that much. Yeah, well, uh, pools is incredible. That's true. Yes. Yeah. And Pavetta had an exemplary performance against them, but the bullpen still almost blew that game. 
Well, I, I want to say almost. I mean, the Red Sox had a six to one lead going into the ninth and happened to let up three runs, but it was just one dude. Like they took him out, out came in, got the save. It was yes. awesome. Okay. I, I'm just not confident. This team still has a lot of holes, obviously. And, and I think a lot will come down to this upcoming summer dog days and entering the all-star break. And then the trade deadline, there's usually I that think, one uh, or, there's the one or two splash moves that happen at the trade deadline. Um, and those are usually the teams that take a big, big step or they're a big letdown. Um, there's usually like two teams that make a splash move. One of them takes a big step heading into the playoffs and the other one is usually a letdown. So um, you want to hear something huge? Yeah. Give me Last something huge. Games. Last seven games, Tanner Houck has kind of taken over a little bit of a closer role in his last seven games. He has five saves, uh, only one earned run. And I mean, the dude is looking like he can be a back end guy. Uh, this is dude who last year obviously pitched incredibly. Uh, he was in the threes for his ERA. Um, but he really couldn't make it through the fifth inning. He couldn't make it that third time around the lineup. Uh, that was concerning to Red Sox management. And Alex Cora kind of used him as a swingman. He kind of used him as a little bit of a starter in the playoffs last year, but mostly kind of like your five, six, seven, eight inning guy. Um, but this year, he's kind of he's kind of been floating around a little bit. Uh, some starts early in the season, um, but more so has been used out of the bullpen recently. And I feel like he might be starting to find a home in that closer role. And uh, that's, that's pretty exciting to me because that's exactly what the Red Sox need. Um, And needless to say, the, the Red Sox pitching is only getting better. Chris sale did his first rehab start. He was clocking at 97 um punching out batters he actually in his rehab start was facing off against wander in his rehab start and uh uh punched him out so that's that's pretty cool he's punching tickets uh against that's a good sign to see so yeah yeah um but getting to the to what i was trying to say with the trade deadline is i think Teams usually in that wild card area try to make a push and, and, you know, off of a team that's not doing so well. So maybe a guy like Joey Votto, um, cause you guys still, although you might not say it, you have, you definitely have a hole at first base. Now I don't think Joey Votto is going anywhere from the reds. I, I don't think he's ever going to leave that team, but if you could go get a guy like CJ Cron for, for um, Bobby Dahlbeck from the Rockies. I think that's that's a move you could probably make. I I, I don't know. I think may, obviously it's a bigger hole for you for the bullpen, but sometimes teams make surprising splash moves. Um, and I don't know if that's a move that gets you over the top. So I'm trying to say that I think the Red Sox are going to make a pretty big move because they, they haven't been shy. They try, signed Trevor Story this offseason. They're not a franchise that's never that's gonna say, oh, we're fine with with not really competing for a title this year. They're gonna try to compete. So I don't think this is a team right now that can compete for a title. So I think they're gonna take a big swing. 
Um, and I, I think they're going to take a big swing and a miss, and I hope they do. But um, we won't no, know. The Red Sox are about uh, tiny swings and big home runs. If yeah, that makes sense. if they make a bunch the, of time, the Couch Warber move, I, the Nick Pavetta yeah. move. Yeah, I, uh, we I, we like those kind of moves. I think making a bunch of tiny moves is a good swing instead of just banking on one guy um, like the Yankees making a swing at Joey Gallo last, last, uh, last trade deadline was a splashier move that did not pan out whatsoever. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, he cost a whole lot more than Kyle Schwarber, but at the end of the year, I mean, who was the guy who was deep in the playoffs? Schwarber was. Uh, hey, I would have much rather Schwarby. You know that. I think everybody yeah. knew knew that going yeah, into Yeah, but it. a lot of people but, trashed on it because they're like, oh, he's injured. He's never going to have an impact. Well, guess who had an impact? It, guess who willed the Red Sox into the playoffs? Yeah, it was it was a very ballsy and uh, savvy move by the Red Sox front office. Hats off to him. Um yeah, there, there's nothing I could really say wrong about what, what the Red Sox did there. That it was a phenomenal move. Um, wish he was still in Boston. But, yeah, I, I wish the Yankees made more deals like that, even guys with expiring contracts, and, and we, we didn't. We still had holes going into the offseason. I mean, going into the playoffs, and that led us to the offseason. But let's get back to this season. They made – a bunch of savvy little moves, getting Isaiah Connor Falafel, a big move from the Twins, but bringing in guys like Miguel Castro um, from the Mets and, and just making a bunch of little moves, having guys back from injury. Um, feels like this team is pulling the right strings. Even Aaron Boone start, is starting to pull the right, right strings. I mean, when you got a talent like Beyonce, like this team is an absolute juggernaut, just like Beyonce is an artist. Um, so when you're managing it, uh, a performer like that, and as a collective team, this team just performs. When you're managing that, it's not that hard to keep the team on the right track and see yep. the right direction. So, agree. Um, yeah, I think the front office did a great job. Coach is doing a great job. Players are doing a great job. I predicted this team would go three and three this week because we've had this past week because we've had kind of a light schedule. We had the Rays at home, but then coming into last week, we had the Rays at home. We swept them. And then we go to, um, to the Blue Jays, and we almost sweep them too. We, we lose a game – I keep saying we, but the Yankees, everybody knows as a fan, when you feel so much in love with a team, almost to the point of it being kind of scary how much you love a team, you start to say we, as in like you have something to do with the team. I feel like I do. I'm not superstitious. I feel like when I watch the games that I have an impact sometimes. And we had a whole episode about superstitions in baseball. And I think you're right with me here, Beal. But my player of the week, without further ado, is Anthony Rizzo. He had a walk-off home run Thursday night against the Rays in Yankee Stadium. Then the next day, Friday, they go 
for a weekend series in Toronto. And he takes a, hits another moon shot and hits a grand slam in our stomping of the Blue Jays winning that game 12 to three. Um, then even the, even on Sunday, um, he has a pinch hit single in the top of the eighth after the team had just went down 10 to eight to give us some life. We put runners on in the ninth too. Um, he definitely would have been my super player of the week because he got back up in the ninth um, and he grounded out first and third um, with two outs to end the game. Very sad way to end the game. But the fact that we even had a chance to win, win that game against a pitcher like Jordan Romano um, is, is pretty, pretty impressive. I would say they had to bring in Romano for a five out save, which ended up costing the blue Jays the next day when they played the white Sox and they didn't have Romano to come into that game. Um, and they end up losing that game eight to seven. So, I mean, everything affects the next game down the line, you know, that as, as well as anybody, it affects manager and stuff um, for sure. So yep. yeah, that's they my sure player do. of the week. And my prediction for this week, as we do not have a day off, seven games, seven days, three games in the trop, Tampa Bay. Um, we just wrapped up the two first games. So this will just be a prediction for the rest of the week. We've gone one and one so far. We just fell short in a ninth and nine inning, ninth inning rally attempt. We were down five two, put up two runs um, in the ninth, coming up just short. Um, with Marwin Gonzalez going yard in the ninth. Um, so upsetting to come up just short, but we only had five hits in the game, not a game we expect to win. Five hits and four runs is, is pretty impressive. I mean, the team hits a lot of long balls. But rest of the week, we got one more game against the Rays for the rubber game, and then a four-game set at home against the Astros. I'm going to say overall we go – Four and three this week. I think we always have a problem in the trap for some reason, but this team with no Kiermaier, no Wander Franco, that lineup is not great right now. Um, and having a guy like, I think it's Montgomery pitching tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. One second. Yeah, it's Jordan Montgomery on the mound. I think we will take the rubber match and I think we'll split against a good Astros team. It's it's four game series are very difficult. You know, that as, as they're very easy to split, especially when there's two pretty equal teams um, going at it. Yeah. So uh, I'll, yeah. say, I'll say four and three this week as a whole. I like it. Um, I'm going to say six and oh, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, the Red Sox beat the Tigers yesterday. They're yeah. currently playing the Tigers up by two in the ninth inning. Oh, I'm sorry, up by one. Somebody hit a home run. That sucks. Uh, um, it was Jonathan Scoop. So that's not good. I still think the Red Sox are going to win, and they're going to win tomorrow. Uh, they're going to win Friday. Yeah, easy. It's going to be Pavetta versus Cal Quantrill. Uh, and then we got Shane Beavers. Ooh, the Beaver, Beaver man. Beaver, Beaver. Beaver might be tough on Saturday. Let me 
Let me think on this for a second. Um, Cleveland's been hot. Subject? They're eight and two oh, in their last ten. We got freaking Cavalli or whatever his name is on Sunday. Um, yeah, no, five and one. We might lose the Beaver game. Okay. We might lose the Beaver game, and if we don't, it might be another one. But if not, six and zero. Oh. I'm glad you brought your expectations down just a just a tad. Yeah, but definitely locked for five and one. I'm not worried about that. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident there. Gonna sweep the Tigers and drop one to Cleveland because JoJo hits a three run bomb, and that's all Bieber needs to win. Sorry for the interruption. Here's a short ad from our host Anchor. Yeah, that's analysis. Yeah. Yeah, that's valid. That's a valid. I mean, it's a much easier schedule than the Yankees have this week. Um, and yeah, your, your well, team, your team's as hot as hot as any team in the league. My um, confidence is high because it needs to be high. Because after Cleveland, we then play Toronto, and then the Cubs, and then Tampa, then the Yankees, then Tampa, and then the Yankees, and then it's the All Star game. And then we come out of the All Star game. We play Toronto, Cleveland. We Cleveland again. Uh, we got Milwaukee, Houston. We got a little break against Kansas City, and then we have Atlanta. Uh, a one game against Baltimore. I don't know. That doesn't count. New York for the weekend, and then we have a little bit of break with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. But the next like five or six weeks, we are just royally like screwed if we don't have a little bit of momentum going into that because. You can't just take wins against Toronto, Tampa, New York, Toronto, Tampa, New York again. And, it, like, you just can't expect to win those games without a little bit of confidence. So we need to sweep the Tigers, and we need to take two or three against the Indians. Uh, I'm sorry, the Guardians. Yeah, that, that there's nothing – yeah, it there's nothing happen. wrong with the sense of urgency there looking at the schedule ahead. I don't it think as a as, as a player I would do that, and as a manager I would want my team to look ahead. Um, yeah. But it's as a manager, happen. you gotta look ahead, and you gotta know we gotta take these games. So whether it's deploying that whole bullpen against against Cleveland, um, and trying out a bunch of different things just to win that series, make sure you win that series. Um, that's something that you have to do. Um, but yeah. I, I am this Yankees team health is, is my only concern. Obviously we've lost a couple bullpen arms already. Chad green for the season, Luis heel for the season. Um, and Loisega Britain, Britain who hasn't played yet. He's coming back for rehab. Chapman's coming back from rehab. So those that's five bullpen arms right there. Um, four consistent, um, 25 man roster guys. So getting those three guys back, Loisga, Britton and, and Chapman, I think will be big. Um, but adding another bona fide stud bullpen arm, I think should be priority number one. Um, with that, another outfielder who's proud, like, I think what the Braves did should be a blueprint or, and even what the Red Sox did get it, get some, Get a guy on an expiring contract who's looking to prove himself. Um, 
just like Eddie Rosario was, um, just like Kyle Schwarber was. Yeah, these these players are, you know, we're all human. So them getting off of a not-so-great team, and, and Jorge Soler, the World Series MVP, was on an expiring deal too, who got who the Braves traded for. Um, yeah. So that they were one of the most active teams at the trade deadline and it very, it worked out in the end and it doesn't always work like that because chemistry is a big thing. Um, but that was a team just playing free and, and loving baseball and playing the best baseball at the, the best time of the year. So um, we'll see who does that this year, but the trade deadline, just like in every sport um, you is important, but as I'll use this as a transition to a, to uh, a different sport, the NBA, the Warriors stood still at this trade deadline and said, we have a great team, great chemistry. Um, all we need is for Steph Curry to get healthy. Um, and that'll be addition by addition, really. Um, just addition by not being injured and having a healthy team. Him and Draymond were banged up at the time of the trade deadline. And they said, we trust in this team and, and they made a run health is a big, probably the biggest, biggest factor in any sport availability is that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Availability is definitely stat. We say this all the time, but it is the best stat. If you can't be on the field, you cannot perform well. So yeah, yeah. but on that Here's note, why- Congrats to the Warriors, the Splash Brothers, and Draymond Green on their fourth championships. Um, yeah, congrats. Yeah. I'm Celtics uh, got destroyed. They they just weren't – it just seemed like they weren't ready. Um, the Bucks, not that they weren't ready. They went through hard series with the Bucks and the Heat, but the Bucks were without Chris Middleton. The Heat were banged up mostly without their second – or second best scorer in Kyle Lowry for most of that series. Um, and it was mostly just Jimmy Butler. And, and there was games that Celtics should have won in both of those series that I think came back to bite them because they, they're a little bit fatigued. They, they were only really seven deep. Um, throughout, and not that many teams play more than a seven man rotation, seven, eight, man, eight is eight is considered very deep for the playoffs for the NBA, but, they, as the series wore on, this Warriors-Celtics series, I feel like the Warriors, with the amount that they run off of screens, off of off-ball screens, and the amount that they run to Clay Thompson and Steph Curry endlessly just running to get open and shoot threes and Jordan Poole, um, I think the Celtics just tired a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's natural. It's natural when you're playing, you know, 30-something games and – in like a month and a half with not a ton of rest. Now there was a, a good amount of rest between each finals game. Um, but with guys like Tatum and Jalen Brown playing over 40 minutes a night, it's, it's, it's tough nonetheless. Uh, but it's they're, brutal. they're it's young. Brutal those guys. Hopefully they'll be back here. I, this team though, kind of feels like a little, they, now they won more games in the finals than this other team did, but when the Thunder made it to the finals with Kevin Durant 
Russell Westbrook and a young James Harden um, and Serge Ibaka. That was another young team, a bunch of young future superstars that had a lot of promise and they never made it back to that scene. Now they got swept by the Miami heat at the time and the heat are much better. I think personally that heat team was a much better team than this warriors team, but we'll see time. will tell if this is a, a mirror image of, of that young thunder team, but that that's the closest comparison I can make to the Celtics team, but they're talented, they're young, and hopefully they can build on this chemistry. I totally agree. Thank um, you for that. I'm hundred percent with you. All right. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of, yeah. Uh, I, I just want to, you know, add to that, but I, I mean, as you speak about the Celtics, I think about another great team out there that's young and developing their chemistry and that's the Denver Nuggets. And, uh, you know, they're kind of in the same boat. They're awesome and probably should have been in the finals if it weren't for the Warriors. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, that was the team that beat them. So, oh, to yeah. say they can't be in the in the finals. So, like, basically the, war, uh, the, the Celtics and the Nuggets are in the same boat. The Nuggets are just as good as the Celtics and have as much young talent as the Celtics. But, like, they could be better. Yeah, they, they could be. And on that Nuggets <laughs> note, we, we, will have, we will have a special episode on the NBA draft which is this Thursday. Um, we'll have that episode coming out. Um, we'll probably be posted Friday, but we will be taping that on Thursday um, live while, yep. while the draft is going on. Um, and we'll be making predictions for our picks and then probably not with how long, depending on how long the draft goes, um, not live reactions, but we'll make some, some posts with, live reactions to whatever happens to our picks, but we'll make predictions whether or not our teams and the bulls and nuggets, whether or not they trade down, trade up, trade completely out of the draft or just stay put at their pick. Um, so I'm looking forward to that special episode deal and we can talk I'm, plenty more about the nuggets and the bulls. I, I can't wait for it. And obviously, like I said, the nuggets are the best team in the NBA. So we're just going to get better. Yeah. We're gonna, you're going to need to back that up come Thursday. Um, oh Yeah. But oh, yeah, we will. Finishing on this note, the Lightning have some life against the Avalanche, only down 2-1 to one after winning 6-2 to two at home. We'll Go see on. if they can be a, be a dynasty and win back-to-back-to-back titles. Uh, yeah. But that does it for us. As always, enjoy your sunsets, your sunrises, your brunches, your lunners. Um, we love you. We love you all. And, uh, I can't – I cannot – I. I hope the Yankees do better than four and three this week, but I take four and three. We're bound. Keeping up this pace is ridiculous. At this pace, we'd be the best team ever. Uh, We'd have the best record ever and beat the Seattle Mariners record of 116 wins in the regular season. Um, But that team didn't win at all. So it's all about winning it all. Um, They will not, that Mariners team will never go down in history as one of the best teams of all time because they didn't finish the job. So we got to finish the job. That's that's where the Red Sox five and one or bust. Just saying it. We just won, by the way. So go Sox two and on the week. We're looking good. We're we're looking at that five and one. Mm